I'm about to get your party on You got your hair done and your nails done too Looking like a star in your money boots I mean suit Wait for the chorus Okay You got a man but the party ain't gonna stop So don't make it hot hot I mean this is gonna be just unlistenable Welcome to the Rosemma list with your hosts Naomi and How do you turn this fucking ben. shit off? I was just listening to some Destiny's Child. I went to a where did I go? I went to a nightclub, a, a ride class, um, and they were playing some '90s classics. And I've gone back into another nostalgic realm. Wait, you went to a ride class? Yeah. I thought you were doing like uh, what's that thing? Forty nine. F forty five. F forty five. I'm still doing that, but I had to, I went on a little research. Um, I had to do some research for writing, and I went to uh, a particular outlet, fitness outlet, and had three sessions. And I did a ride class, and they play. Um, you basically dance on a bike. That's fucking sick. Yeah, it's pretty cool, and you sweat like a motherfucker. Um, and it also is like with F45, you can be a bit lazy or at least I can. And I don't know, mm. always get like we've said um, with my resentment of not um, getting the endorphins that I want to. I, um, I got high as fuck from this ride class because they, ha- they orchestrate it in a way um, that you, I don't know, some bullshit. Like your heart rate's at a certain point, then you drop at a certain point and you have all these like highs and lows and it's just fucking intense. Um, and yeah, I was like walking on a cloud. Sounds like a fucking doing drugs or something. Yeah, it's great. That's why I do it. Yeah. Um, no, but it was good. Um, so this is another night cast. Um, so if, you know, if the, the, if the energy's low... Um, I'm definitely winding down for the night. Um, but I had actually a really good day today. I'm, really? I'm, here, I'm actually here on a very positive note and that worries me because I feel as though this podcast is better when we're both... Um, how do I say? Down in the dumps? Yeah. Well, you were down in the dumps last time. And well, last hilarious. week, um, probably the last two episodes... I've been in a bad, dark place. Yeah. Um, to the point where I had to put my medication back up. So I'm dosed up. Um, and I've also got my first therapy session next week to deal with some of my underlining issues um, that rear their ugly heads um, every other day. And... Um, I'm a bit apprehensive because I've been to a lot of therapists in my time. But the last one I went to just really just put a sour taste in my mouth. And I, I don't know if I've told you this story, but she um I was waiting in the relating room waiting room and not only was she ten minutes late, um, and we all know you only get fifty minutes, so you know, every minute that you know, they charge you at least two hundred dollars an hour. So every mi- oh, not an hour, sorry, fifty minutes. Every minute is a, is is an opportunity to share and to solve or not solve, but I don't know. Is an insight. Is an insight we're missing. So I'm already de- dark on this woman, and then she goes into the toilet that's near the foyer of where I'm sitting, and I hear her chuck a shit. Oh my god! Before the therapy session. Oh uh, well, that's over. That's over. That's yeah. done. 
I once um, I once had a therapist that like while we were talking in the session, he did a very loud audible fart, and I, I was are like, "Are you serious?" Well, that's the end for us. Maybe it's been nice maybe knowing it was you. A t- maybe it was a test to see how you reacted. Uh, it probably was, <laughs> and I failed it. I was, I was so what? You cut him off straight away. Um, no, but it was never the same. Yeah, um, it was. We never, never could open up to each other again <laughs> because of the. The fart that just hung over us but like what a spectre it, but maybe, of doom. But maybe, but wouldn't that be like a relationship where it's like kind of the intimacy you've like established an intimacy and it kind of gets you closer? No, see that's what it's like for most people. Whereas with me, the closer someone gets to me, the further I get from them. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but I just want to say another thing just before you go on is uh yeah you've really uh, hijacked this uh, story <laughs> as <laughs> usual. No, no, I like I lo- you know we like to zing and zang. Yeah, yeah you yeah. like to zing and zang over the top of my fucking zing. And no, zang. it's like. You gotta you gotta keep it fresh by adding some some little insights and outsights. Mm, okay, yep. Go on. Uh, is that um, where do they get away? How do they get away with this fifty minutes thing? Where does that come from? Is there a reason for that? I think. Well, I'm assuming that it's so that they can have an interchange between the next session. Yeah. Okay. I see that. But you're still you're still pay- it's like you're still paying an hourly rate. Yeah. Like it's still considered an hourly rate, and you don't even get the full hour. Yeah, so well, really, let's just chalk that up to another down. resentment. I don't but like then, that. then, and then I love how the doctors—it's like technically a standard consult is fifteen minutes. Mm. And it's like, how are you supposed to look at all the the spots on my dick in that amount of time? <laughs> <laughs> what spots have you got on your dick? Oh, I got spots, baby. Um, <laughs> Spot the dog. Anyway, back um. to uh, my <laughs> my one. Uh, so was that the one? you saw for a long time or was oh that? no baby that was so she was out well what happened was then i proceeded in there and um i told her one of my issues um you know i have said on this podcast that i have some food issues and some exercise issues and she said um her, her, her reply was um just eat moderately um and so when as soon as she said that i just thought you're just a dick um and I, I think I booked in for a second session and I couldn't come and I cancelled and it was at least 24 hours, but I, I didn't realise that it was a 48-hour um, time, lead time that you had to cancel by. And um, 48 is too much. Yeah, I thought it was too much and I tried to like dispute it and she was like, no. And so I had to pay the session. And then after that, I was resentful that I had to pay the session, so I never went back. And just the shitting. I don't want to hear my therapist shit. I think it was rude she was 10 minutes late. I think it was rude that she chucked a shit before. She basically shat on me. That's what I felt like. And she then shat on her time. Yeah, and then, when, and then it was a real nail in the fucking shit when she said, just eat moderately. I was like, honey, where, what did you learn in those uh, oh, years? Yeah, yeah. Well, what's funny is... um. I've got a friend that's trying to be... Well, I, I actually know like a few people that have tried to become Clint Sykes and it's like the hardest thing in the world. It's like um, climbing Mount Everest. The amount of work you have to do, the preparation, um, it's so hard. This is the one thing uh, mum was telling me was like there's like 800 people apply and like 30 people get in to this one course and then you see the end product and it's just these garbage people that are just just give you a, a little bit of uh, they're basically life coaches. Oh, just just be a little bit more moderate. That'll that'll solve everything. Yeah. Let's not look at the reason behind anything. And it's interesting because on her little bio, it said that she was an expert at you know A, B, and C, which were my core things. Um, 
but she was not read up. Anyway, this new lady that I'm seeing, things look good. I sent her a very, uh, my friend, I sent it to my friend, bit cocky, saying, oh, I know what I want. Because I think I've shared in this podcast about my inability to, um, to say what I want with professionals. I kind of just become a yes man and I kind of crumble under the pressure. But this time I was like, this is what I'm coming for. This is, you know, I just want to know that we're a good fit. I'm looking for a long-term relationship in this situation. Mm. Um, and I sent it to my friend and was like, I know what I want, like really cocky. And he kind of just wrote back and went, bit gruff. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, have you sent it yet? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, it's just a bit terse. And I said, oh. And then I, I read back when I was feeling a little bit less compulsive and I was like, yeah, it was pretty rude because I was like, I've had really bad experiences before. Um, my last therapist said this, this and this and, you know, I need someone that understands this. And and she was kind of good. She was like, oh, look, I don't actually know this specific thing, but if you give me some reading about it, I'll read on it and, um, and yeah, I can definitely help you. And I was like, okay, well, that's nice that she's willing to, re- to look outside her box. Yeah, well, I think, I think it's really good what you did because you – you've put all the um uh how do i say like you've put all the the tests like up front and so if she wasn't interested at least you're open like you've you've come across as quite a difficult person and so she if she's (laughs) if she's not up to that challenge she just has to reply no i don't think i'm not even reply but the fact that she is up to the challenge means it's all upside from now and she'll probably be quite surprised that you're kind of a pleasant person yeah well i definitely didn't put my my great my good foot forward is that the saying best foot best foot best Best foot foot. yeah i put my shit foot forward um so hopefully i'm a pleasant surprise for her bless her i think it'll be fine Um, i think it's uh it's a really positive so i don't know maybe that's the end of the podcast with me getting more mentally well because i feel like my depression like holds this thing together well i gotta tell you something about this depression thing is uh is uh i i'm not depressed anymore either and it's really worrying me (laughs) i feel like (laughs) i really lost my edge you know (laughs) because i so like basically um you know i did a similar thing that i did last year where i took some time off to play some music and and if you remember from you know about uh 10 or so episodes ago um that uh that that ended pretty badly for me last time in that i've had a really positive start to my week off and then and then towards the end i was like i'm quitting music i don't want to play music ever again and i don't know what i want to do with my life and i'm just alone in my apartment and just sleeping 18 hours a day and uh a similar thing happened this time (laughs) But um, it turns out I just don't worry about it anymore. So I've, I'll just like, I just don't have the ability to get as depressed anymore, at least for the time being. So I was just like, had a bunch of songs and, you know, I was working on them and try to record them. And then pretty much all of them, except for two, I ended up like discarding. And uh, like, usually that would make me pretty bummed out. Like, I feel, you know, I'm, I'm bad at doing it or whatever. But I was just like, uh, you know, I'm uh, probably going to die unfulfilled and you know, 
yeah, never mind. Uh, still had pretty good uh, two weeks off. So, yeah, uh, I don't know where we're going to go with this podcast. But you because, have, you, uh, I have to say you have been a different person this time. Yeah. You're like uh, fucking writing back to my messages. You're like... Offering to help. You're offering to help. You're always available. It's like a new different person. Like, um, do you think this is the, uh, the old Pilly Pongs working? Well, I tell you what. They've made a wonderful product, the people at Prestige. Yeah, I told you. I told you. You were, you, you were looking down on me for saying a no to Prestige yeah. uh, last time. And yeah, well, I still, I'm a bit, still a bit squeamish about uh, talking about medication and stuff. Still a bit of a taboo topic, like, like you said. And you kind of want to break the taboo, but at the same time, you kind of are affected by it. So it's a hard thing to talk about. But um, it has helped. I've kind of gone up a dosage... Uh, a li- like um, about every two months I've kind of checked in with my GP and said yeah I think I might need to go up I'm still not really coping and it looks like I finally reached a a stage where it's really starting to work for me and uh, I'm quite motivated and I you know exercising and and all that good stuff um, but the other thing and this is the one thing that we never really talk about um, and everyone always mentions it but no one really takes it too seriously is i think stress is a massive thing mm. because i've taken two weeks off work and for the last five days i've had no issues with my stomach mm. so my diet hasn't changed at all Shit. it's just that i'm not stressed so i'm thinking that the stress plays quite a big factor in um all these issues that that we're having I wouldn't here today be surprised, benjamin yeah so um look i've just been on top of the world i've been you know seeing seeing friends um starting new projects well, what the fuck are we going to talk about on this pod then um this is this is now a, a positivity pod well i mean I it's hashtag grateful um i want to go into a thing though this is i just because this is a good little segue i thought um do you remember that thing that you tagged me and I should have fucking prepared this earlier. Yeah. That thing you tagged me about chronic illness, about if someone hasn't experienced it, they think that it doesn't exist. I obviously should. Oh, the thing, uh, was it the Just World one or a different yeah, one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, Just World theory. What's that? Tell me what's that. The thing that if, the idea that if you do everything right, everything will work out. Yes, yes. Can yeah, you yeah. explain that to the listeners? Oh, okay. So if someone, people go uh, go about their their lives with with certain um, certain assumptions about the world, and and often the assumptions that we have make us feel better about how kind of out of control we are and how we can be affected by random things and. And so there's certain thinking patterns and I think, you know, they're called heuristics or something. But anyway, one of them is called the just world theory. And it's basically, you know, that that everything is based on merit and that if you do everything right, that you have the right result. And anyone that has something bad happen to them, it's because they haven't done the right thing. Mm. So it's often people that have this worldview they they take that approach to um, to things that that have a mental component, so so they're not as as obvious as maybe um, a, a physical ailment. So, if, for example, if someone had an addiction, someone would go, "You you only have an addiction because 
you haven't chosen to do the right things mm. you haven't chosen to do, have the right attitude around mm. that particular substance mm. whereas we we know that actually addiction can happen to anyone mm. in a mul- multitudes of different contexts mm. um and and we don't live in a just world and it's not that everything's going to be all right uh if we just do the right things because mm. I- even if we are living a perfect rational life um we could just randomly get run over by a car anyway so yeah and um i picked this up because i know one example that i would say uh, like going out to the women out there is period pain is a really good example of this is i've heard women um who don't experience period pain say that period pain is phantom and not uh is just um made up and that we we make it up for attention um, and of course, because she, this certain person or whoever these people that, that she hasn't experienced it, so therefore it doesn't exist. And men do it. Men do it quite often with women as well. as that period pain is just you know completely fabricated. Um, and yeah, it just really interests me. This, and I've seen it with chronic pain. People just ex- say that you know, and it's like, that's the, the thing with the chronic pain or mental illness is yeah that it's your fault and that you have done something wrong and I I really see this with like mental health stuff like as Ben was saying um with the stigma is like I'm trying I'm consciously trying to be really more open about it because I people that have been open about it um with me or with basically in um, pop culture has helped me and um and when I have been open about it with some people I've got this I've got this feeling that it's like they think that it's my fault that I've I haven't ticked a few boxes and that's why I haven't exercised enough I haven't um I haven't worked hard enough or I haven't done this or I haven't done that and um that's been a resentment a big resentment for me um and I just wanted to get that off my chest um yeah and I think that's fair enough yeah yeah and I it's hard not to buy into that I think because as someone when you have depression you consciously you con- that's one of the symptoms is beating yourself up for things that you could do to change yourself um so when you get that reaction from society or people close to you you're like oh well maybe there is something wrong with me which exasperates the problem yeah and i think uh part of it is that um you know we get sick of people complaining and i think that that totally makes sense and there's a there's a valid component to that in that um it would be a nicer world if everyone was more positive but sometimes people aren't positive because they there's there's actual obstacles in the way they're in some sort of pain that actually prevents them from feeling positive um so and you know what i'm saying is i'm thinking about myself and the times when i haven't been patient um, about something that someone else might have been dealing with and it's really hard and me and Omi like we even as we're saying this we we have conversations every day where we're judgmental of people and not not as understanding as we could be um, and so it is difficult but I think it's just something to be aware of yeah I mean this has become very um, DNM-ish 
Yeah, it has. Um, did you hear about this? To just lighten up the mood Let's a little bit. Let's lighten it up. Um, did you hear about this this dog that got stabbed? I don't know why I thought that would be lightening up the mood. That's but. not lightening <laughs> up the mood at all. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know why it changed the subject um, to that. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> this no, is it's awful. because it's so funny to me because um, I'm on the Frio Massive um, Facebook page, and um, it's just funny that. Uh, that because this dog got stabbed like how this dog was suddenly like a hero and like everyone on the page was like we should uh change the the cover page of the group to the dog because of how he's united the community is he alive and he, yeah he's alive he pulled through oh but I was that that, cra- that oh tristan was telling me about this <laughs> was that that crazy guy that was like on meth or something that like ran through the neighborhood and then like stabbed a dog in east Rio or something yeah, no, I think he was stealing a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the dog, like, stood, like, the dog was, like, a little, like, tiny little terrier and just, like, kind of barked at him. So he, so the guy just stabbed the dog. But then the story became how the dog's a hero. And to my knowledge, the dog didn't actually do anything <laughs> to stop the guy, but now he's his hero no, because like he, like, that. tried to stop crime. I like that. <laughs> I just love this thought that that a dog just being a regular dog because he's like cute that now he's like some kind of national hero yeah i just think that's so i like that about perth like the random shit that we hold on to it's like how mum was talking about how there was that sinkhole in baldivis and everyone that was pretty cool i wanted to see it it was like huge news there um but yeah um so I got to tell you about the Sopranos thing that I went to last week. Oh yeah, you got that thing for your birthday, right? So Tristan for my birthday bought me an in conversation with the Sopranos, and it was three of the Sopranos. Obviously, I don't know if any, I don't know if people don't know, but it's a TV show that was on, um, twenty started twenty years ago. How come you didn't day? respond to that link I sent you about the house? Do you look uh, at that? I don't know. I must have just looked at it and forgot. Okay, I'm really anyway, bad like on, that. Go yeah. Um, yeah, so there was three of the Soprano characters. So there was Christopher, um, Big Pussy, and uh, what's the other guy's name? Bala, um, Bobby Bacala. Bo- Bobby Bacala, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so they came and, um, and Tristan bought tickets, which was great because I love them. Um, I love The Sopranos and it would be interesting to hear. But it was just, I was a little bit, I was wondering who was going to rock up to this event because it was at um, Burswood and the theatre at Burswood or whatever. Yeah. And I'm thinking, all right, I was really like, you know when you're like, how, who, what crowd is this going to bring? Like who's going to rock up to this event? Yeah. Um, and we were kind of looking around. When we went to the Merrywell, which I'd never been. That was an experience. Oh, God. Um, I actually like the experience. Um, and the whole of that precinct is disgusting. Is just hell to me. I like, know, even. But I like people, it on like an anthropological level. People like get so angry at me, and I said, well, I say, like, I liked um, Subiaco Oval better than um, the new Perth Stadium. Yeah. And they're like oh it's designed so much better it's like amazing and it's just i think honestly it's just i don't like going to burswood like it's just such a shitty place that Mm. it just brings me down but you know but i feel the same but uh, i feel but i turn it into a positive i feel like um i said anthropological i should have said sociological i turn it into like uh (laughs) i shouldn't say this you know how you hate when i say that I'm not gonna say. I turn it into a study of the human form, like I not human form, the human race. I turn it into a theme park. I, 
I just like seeing the characters there. I like seeing what's going on. There's a part of me, it's like when I went to Vegas, I was like so against going to Vegas, but there was a part of me that absolutely loved it. And I don't know if it's because of my curiosity or because I... It's because of your voyeurism. Yeah, I'm a a voyeur, but I also like being a part of the excess. I like excess. And I think because... I don't know. I think I've got so much distance with alcohol now. I could, I, I like going to, I actually, it was actually a really older thing. I kind of liked, Tristan and I never go out to dinner really. And I kind of just liked sitting there with my fucking Diet Coke and my sweet potato chips and just kind of soaking in the atmosphere. Like I kind of felt really old in that way. I was just kind of like, I'm not drinking, but anyway, so we're sitting there and we're seeing these kind of mafioso wannabes walk around oh, no. and we thought, okay, here we go. That's so big in Perth, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we saw that there was a couple of like bogan looking guys that had had like the butter bing shirts. Um, but anyway, we get there. The place is filling up. Um, it's not completely full, but there's, you know, it's all right. Um, but the comedian, there was this guy they got on. and I don't know who this clown was. He started like he was a comedian. He, he was a comedian. He, he told himself a comedian. This guy was absolutely awful. He was making racist jokes he was he knew nothing about the sopranos he uh, when he started questioning these guys he was like oh yeah well didn't that happen and they were like no that didn't happen <laughs> um it was so cringeworthy i don't know who this guy was um so that was the the first thing that i was like what the fuck like just weird but then because it was a q a so he asked questions he had no idea what he, he was asked the shittest questions these guys carried it because they're good performers then it got to the q a um, about five of the questions that the guys that got up to ask were too drunk to ask them. Oh, my God. So this was a Thursday night. Um, no, it was a Wednesday night, I think. Um, too drunk to ask questions. One guy got up and was like, so um, you know the mafia in uh, New York? So who... So who's the lead? Like, who's the main guy? And then who, how does it work? And it's like, why are you asking these actors how the mafioso work in New York? Like, yeah, why are yeah. you asking? Like, one, you know, you should have maybe done your background research if you're into the show. And two, it's like, this is about a Q&A with these actors about their experience on the show, you know, like what they're doing now. It's, it's not it, – it was just the questions people asked were just like – one guy inadvertently called one of the guys an asshole, and the yeah, yeah. and the guy was like, "Uh, well, I'm not really going to answer that because you pretty much called me an asshole." Yeah. Um, but remember at Friends and the best part, well, not the best, but like part of the reason that the thing was so interesting is the questions that people ask. No, no, you you're you're remembering that in rose-colored glasses. Every every event that I've been to, when they let the audience ask questions, it's always terrible. No, but that's what I mean. Terrible. It's interesting in a terrible way. But it just annoys me because I feel bad for the people that have come all this way to do this thing and they, you know, like, they just have to despair at, a vi- like, a these the people that read my books or watch my show. Like, oh, it's just yeah. bad, man. Oh, well, yeah, it was weird, quite despairing. Yeah. But I said to, I was like, Tristan, are you going to ask a question? And he's like, mm, no way. But it's like, then you don't. I would never ask a question. So I think all the people that have any intelligence don't ask a question. But then yeah. all the dumbos get up. Yeah, that's true. And with the drinking thing, I think when I go to things like that, I think like there must be people that actually just going out is an excuse to drink. So even at a thing like that where there's, it's the drinking can't add anything to it at all. 
you wouldn't be able to follow what's going on. They still have to get absolutely smashed. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I don't think I was that bad, but I do definitely think that I maybe, I don't think I would ever did that. I'm just trying to think back to like my drinking career and if it was like a Q&A. But like, yeah, to the point where they can't talk. It's like, this isn't like a, a, sh- a music thing. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get most of this city. Um, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I wanted to mention our thing that we noticed about the court the other day. We were oh, walking yeah. past <laughs> and then, I don't know if you guys have followed that as a big thing with uh, this Perth gay bar, the court. Omi, I don't know why you look at that because you don't know how to read it. Yeah, I know. It just fucking frustrates me. I hate this. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there's a gay bar called The Court and it's become like kind of, I guess, like the word I would use is like gentrified because basically it's just all all straight people that go there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, been corrupted by straighties. It's been corrupted, which like I have to say like no offence to the people that went to the court and are annoyed like that sucks and everything but surely we must know by now that that happens to everything as soon as something becomes cool straight white people will destroy it yeah but they still have a right to be pissed off yeah but anyway um i just thought we thought it was funny is like how hard the court is trying to still like pretend that they're a gay bar is they've got like rainbow flags up the whole side of the building is painted rainbow. And then when it's dark, they've got like rainbow lights, like spotlights above. Yeah. And it's just like, they've had a, it's they've, over. Just let it go. They've made a new meaning to like loud and proud now. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's crazy. So it's I reckon crazy. they should just go straight for the whole straight white thing. Now that people are going there, the, the straights and the whites... Um, they should just totally go for that and get some pool tables, put the footy on, have like a ten dollar palmy and pint night, have some like banners with like rape jokes, like uh, yeah. if she says yes, that means anal or whatever it and is. And what do you think that they'll be bored? The straight whites will get bored by it, or what? no? But the court won't lose any money because it would just be another brass monkey. Yeah, but monkey. then but then where but then then the real hicks go there and then the other people get moved out. Yeah, but I'm saying it's already over. The gay people like No, but it's not because the LGBT the, community won't be seen dead there anymore. So just let it go. Well, where are they going to go? They'll go to connections. No, that's that's completely Is that fucked. dead? That is fucked like fucked, like totally fucked. Well, what are they going to do? That's what I'm saying to you. There's, then I think everyone just has to coexist because what happens is the guys go to these places because all the chicks go to the chicks go out to the gay bars. Yeah. Because it's funner. Yeah. And then the guys go, oh, there's some puss there, so they go there. Some pouch. Some pouch. Um, but I went there for um, hens night. My friend organised a hens night there, and she actually got told off by a gay guy saying you know this is a gay place why are you here for your hens night it's not fair oh that's good yeah i was i felt bad for her but i also saw what he meant like it's kind of it is kind of fucked that like you know big groups of women straight women go and it's like it's meant to be a safe place for a marginalized group and we kind of just take over it um it's hard though but that's like the thing is like you can't stop it because that and like i was saying it happens with everything like it happened with um 
with rap music as well like it stops being uh, an actual um like expression of a minority group and ends up just becoming part of the the dominant culture because mm. you can't actually stop white people from buying into it yeah but you, i guess you can still be resentful about it is what i mean yeah no that's fair enough they can be resentful all they want and we, we run a podcast about it so <laughs> more power to you um but should we read some... We've got a, some emails this week. Do you want to read some emails or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got... Yeah, you... What you, was that look? What, do you give me a look? I don't know. I just think this podcast is a bit shit. <laughs> Every time with this... What? See, once you say that, then it makes it... Oh. What do you think I shouldn't say it? Uh, thanks for me. I'm just trying to be transparent. Okay. Uh, so anyway, do, I don't know what to do. Okay, whatever. Just go on. R- read the fucking email. Okay, I'm going to pause it. No, no, no. What? Hey, uh, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, Just when I thought this this po- this podcast was getting boring, we uh, we had some kind of meltdown, did we? Yeah, I had a mental breakdown. <laughs> Just as I said, that I'm cured of my depression. <laughs> um. Omi gave me a, a look. <laughs> she didn't even say anything. She just gave me a look. No, looking back, I think my look probably did come across a bit weird. The problem with looks is you can't really say what it was because <laughs> it's just a look. You can't really repeat it back. This is what you said. Um, so I had to pause and I went into a shame spiral and uh, we and Omi kind of talked me off a ledge. He was literally on the ledge. 20 minutes. Yeah, I was feeling pretty bad. Uh, had to have a bit of a cry. Um, but 20 minutes is a pretty good turnaround, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I didn't think you were going to come back from that. Um, I thought that podcast was done. But the funny thing is, is this is really when my real character comes out. What? I was like, you said, we got to pause. And then you pause. And I was like, why are you pausing? You gotta keep going, and he was like, "Well, I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable doing this pod because you gave me a look." I said, "No, you gotta keep running. We're on air. We're on air." She's <laughs> like, "We do it all on air. We live our lives on air." And I was like, "Wait a second. If I don't feel comfortable recording, I'm not gonna keep going." No, I was like, "You've got to. It's good, good material. It's good material." <laughs> Just like Lindsay Lohan's dad over here. <laughs> it was really. It was one of those moments where I like kind of like had a good card look at myself, and I was like. I don't know if this is ethical. <laughs> she was like forcing me. I was like a dancing bear. She yeah. was like poking me. Perform, monkey. No, there was a moment where like he was staring into space and I was like, because I was saying, what? I was like, oh, just a look. I just said the pod was a bit boring. Like had nothing to do with you. And he was kind of staring off at space. And I had that moment where I was like, this might be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was, but we're back. It went really downhill. Um, We've got an, a really great email from one of our favorite um, our favorite listeners. Uh. Uh, it's from Jen. She says, hey, guys, still loving these resentment Mondays. I want to give a shout out to my fellow hospitality workers following from the cr- hashtag crack sex ep. I think we need to factor in just how stupid the general public is and also how rude they are. I work at a fairly fancy restaurant in Auckland, so most of our customers are rich as fuck. They are also the worst people I've ever served in my seven years of hospo. When I worked in Frio, I had to deal with annoying crackhead customers, but at least they had some character and treated me like a fellow human. The rich white bankers I serve these days think they are God's gift to the world, but I would trade them for the grubby Frio crackers any day. 
I have some crazy entitled shit go on in this place, including one that tops Ben's nail clippers on the bus story. I had a customer clipping her nails at her table with her foot in front of her and her friend sitting opposite her. The nails are flying everywhere. So gross. That's fucking disgusting. Judging by the looks from the other customers, I probably should have said something to her, but I was hoping for a tip. New Zealand wages are fuck all. Yes, we have listeners in New Zealand too. No big deal. I didn't get one. All that being said, fuck that soy latte, bitch. Love your work. Keep it coming. Kiss, 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 Jen. Thank you for that, Jen. Uh, Jen, fucking, I love you, mate. Um, <laughs> I would prefer the crackheads in Freo any day. Anyone that is entitled, because the crackheads have no money. They don't have, what are they doing? They don't have a lot. <laughs> and the people that come in with the, the money and that, I don't know, they think they're better. I, I prefer scums of the earth, to be honest. Yeah, scum of the earth are nicer. They're just nicer. I relate to them better. I feel like I'm on their level. Um, as soon as there's a bit of money involved, it's bad news, Bear. It's fucking bad news. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of very incredulous about this nail clipping. I don't know how this is in any way acceptable. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, I think, honestly, like, there's just some people that are brought up that it's not a big deal at all. Like, mm. they're just like, you just you just do it. If you want to get rid of your nails, you do it wherever you want, love. If it's time for them to go, just take them off. But it's a hygiene issue. It's like, it's just fucking, it's just, every time I think of it, it makes my skin crawl. And I've decided if I ever see it again, I'm saying something. I'm, you should. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Everyone should. All right, we've got another email from Pat. She says, I love, love, love coffee and I'm surrounded by great coffee places but once a week I go to the one I think is the best so it is a real treat. When I get my resentment list notification, I feel the same and have to save listening to it at just the right time when it will be a special treat in my week. Keep up the great work. There's well, a notification? Uh, how does well, she get maybe a she has an app that we don't know about. Man, if you, if you tell us how you did that. We want to give all our listeners notifications. Yeah. Um, actually, I love how Jen's subject was send my love to the crack addicts of Frio. <laughs> so good. Um, we're sending love to everyone. You know I love addicts. Um, and Pat, thank you for that lovely email. It put a smile on our dials. That was so nice. Um, we also got a really cool notification. <laughs> oh, notification. Someone wrote on our wall and it was the fart thing that I thought was really hilarious. Bernard. Shout out Bernard. He's a man. Bernard actually, I say that Emma is our number one fan, but Bernard actually listens to this pod the night it comes out. And we all know yeah. it comes out at 9pm on a Sunday evening. So someone that that hangs around and stays up late, I've got a lot of respect for. Well, this is another thing about that is that um, Bernard and Lisa, it's actually brought them closer together. Really? So we've got a list, listeners that are a couple... And um and I've heard tell that they um they wait for the podcast to drop on a Sunday night and then they, they curl up together with their little cat, uh I think he's called Jake. And then they uh they listen to that podcast and uh and I think it's a nice little uh canoodling um bit of a bit of an So we're actually dream weavers really. We're dream weavers. Um so little That's pat great. on the back for that. us and uh pat on the back for you guys so well bernard done. this is what you wrote um in my family if someone farted the saying uttered was that's the best of you gone 
Sometimes the utterer would wave to an to an upward angle as if to bid farewell to that family member's soul. That's the extinct of any spirituality in my upbringing. Um, yeah. Oh, existence, I think. Extent. Oh, extent, yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's just fucking awesome. And that was, I would say, response to Ben's shitting and feeling like he had uh, lost a part of himself. Well, I was talking to a friend. She probably doesn't want to be... Uh, named but we all know who she is um and she was saying oh, i love what you said about how you feel sad when you take a shit and i was like oh do you feel like i was really excited like someone finally understood i was like do you feel sad she's like no i just feel really satisfied so i was like oh no oh, so okay. I'm, I'm never gonna find someone that understands my plight do you know what i mean though yeah i told you last time i did okay so you're all right. i do know but i would say that 99 percent of the time you're satisfied No but it's that emptiness I think it's the emptiness Like Yeah I get it It's like a feeling of emptiness Like something Isn't right I don't know I had a really weird one this morning Kind of freaked me out Maybe oh, yeah, think I had you bowel cancer you had the bowel cancer hey? Yeah But we won't go into that Um So we'll leave with that Um Leave you with that Um And we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a very a good week. And I want to give you a take home. What's a take home? What? When did these take home? I start? don't know. I like a take home. <laughs> it's more for me. I think it's more for me a take home. I like a little um, take home. Um, oh, I haven't got a take home. Look, you know what? This is a take home. Just when you think that things are going okay and that your prestige's working and life's all right. You will get a look and it will mean disaster and everything's going to go downhill and you'll have a meltdown and question your life. (laughs) None Um, of the most positive messages. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what happened to us. But now you're back. But then within 20 minutes, you're back. Then you bounce back. So So don't get too complacent. Yeah. So it's emotional roller coaster this life. Um, But, you know. If you live it on air, it's going to be all right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care and Godspeed. Bye.